Good morning and welcome to Mornings with Ken, heard Monday through Friday at 5.45 a.m. And sometimes there's a Saturday show. Hey, get your cup of coffee and your virtual donut and listen up. Hey, I want to give kind of a shout out to all those men and women out there who... Start and maintain businesses. So often, we in society and in the news, we talk about the poor and uh, how we all should give to the poor and help the poor. And we talk about welfare programs. We talk about social justice, social justice. We talk about inequities. We talk about all these different things, which is good, which is good. I'm, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but we talk about how to help the poor man. And, and we give a lot of thoughts and ideas and we, we vote for um, different rules and regulations and laws. But today I want to talk about the rich. Not necessarily the rich, but the opportunor, I can't even pronounce that word right, but but the people that create jobs, the job creators, the business people, and yet even a blue-collar guy who starts his own plumbing company or starts his own electric company or operates a distribution center, the guys... And women who create the jobs that employ people. The businessman, the CEO, the CFO. I want to thank you. Thank you for doing what you do. Often you guys are neglected. Because in society we do very good about talking about the poor and the needy. But you guys that create companies that hire people don't get the thank you that I think you deserve. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. And I just want to thank you. Thank you for all that you do that provides jobs for those in need. So come on in, get your cup of coffee, virtual donut, sit down. Let's talk about this.
Why is there envy and jealousy of the wealthy or the successful? Why is there envy and jealousy? There shouldn't be. There should be celebration. You know, I recently read uh, someone's blog. I won't mention the name, but someone's blog. And and in the blog, it talked about really about blaming the wealthy or not giving them enough credit because they inherited their their money from their you know, great-grandparents who built a company, became successful, and, you know, then passed the company on down the line to the kids and then grandkids. Like, that's a bad thing. You know, and in the, the blog, it, it, just, it just struck me the wrong way because someone's parents started a company and it grew and became successful now the second generation from that family you're going to criticize because they didn't earn it. Well, the first thing that comes to mind is who who are you to judge them? Is Was anything wrong done? If someone's parents started a company and it became successful and it grew and it hired people and it built warehouses and buildings and then they they get older and they, and they pass it on to their kids and then eventually they pass away and, and the kids or the grandkids eventually have the company why are you why are you envious or jealous of them they did nothing wrong but you're criticizing them because they didn't earn it on their own well Guys, life isn't fair. That's like one of the first lessons we learn as children. You know, I can remember many a times my mom and dad telling me, well, life isn't fair. No one said life would be fair. So so you do for yourself and you work hard and, and you take care of yourself. That's That's the way I was taught. Oh, boy, I wish we could... I wish we could understand that nowadays. I don't I don't think we do. Do we even do parents even tell kids that? Or or do parents tell their children, well, it's someone else's fault. It's the rich man's fault for not giving you a job or a better job or more money. Is that what we tell our kids? I hope not, but I think we do cuz I think it's kind of evident What's what's going on in society today? But I want to honor some people. I want to honor those that build build businesses because they took the risk. They took the risk. They were given the idea. They came up with the the idea of to build that business. And today I'm going to look at something that's really close to home for us people that live in Akron. And, and I used to work for this company, Gojo. Gojo. And um, I worked for this company at, at one time. And they have a unique story. 
And um, I'm just going to, well, I'll try to read it, but I might skip over and do some highlights. But Gojo is an Akron company. You might know, probably some people, well, if you live in Akron, you know the, the name Gojo. But outside of Akron, you might know the product that they created, Perel. Perel was created by Gojo, a company founded by Jerry and Goldie Lippman during World War II. Jerry Lippman. His wife, Goldie, worked in the tire company. So you think they're, they're kind of like lower middle class people. Um, Jerry worked in an aircraft plant and his wife, um, Goldie, worked at a tire co- Miller Tire Company. Made tires. She was a factory worker. And Goldie would come home from, notice, first of all, notice two people are working here. Not just the one. Jerry's working, factory job at an aircraft plant, and Goldie is working. Keep that in mind. Two people are working. Okay. So Goldie used to come home from uh, making tires at the rubber plant with her hands all full of tar and graphite. And she couldn't get the tar and graphite off her hands. So her hands were constantly dirty. And her clothes would get dirty. So Jerry and Goldie tried many different cleaning products to clean Goldie's hands. To get her hands nice and clean. You know, women, they want their nice soft hands. And none of the cleaning products on the market really could get the tar and graphite off of his wife's hands. So Jerry and Goldie knew of a professor from Kent State University in the chemical department. And they worked with him. They contacted him and developed some chemicals to add with soap and they created a hand cleaner that would get the tar and rubber items, graphite, off of his wife's hands. And that product became Go-Go and then they added the G for Jerry, Go Joe. And that was the first product that they created to get the tar and rubber off of his wife's hands. And then the company just grew from there. That was in 1946. 1946. So here you have two lower middle class people, both working hard jobs. They wanted to solve a problem by cleaning his wife's hands. So they created a hand cleaner that would really work good on the hands. Then they um, they branched out onto the product of that we know today, Perel, which is 
in all the stores. Um, now they're, they have uh, distribution centers in Australia, in um, England, in France. Um, they do business with China. All over the world. They're a worldwide company. They employ, I don't know how current this is, but they, they employ 2,500 employees. Think about that. So think about, here's a man and wife trying to, to solve a need. Trying to solve a need of dirty hands, tar all over them. So they developed their own hand cleaner. And as the business grew, now they have over 2,500 employees. Just think about that. Over 2,000 people have a job because of Jerry and Goldie Lippman working hard in 1946 to develop hand cleaners. What did they do wrong? Anything? Is it wrong for them to be wealthy? Did they have to hire 2,500 people? Well, you might say, well, if they wanted to grow the company, of course. Yes. But you know what? They, back in 1946, they could have just dealt with it and say, well, Jerry could have told Goldie, I'm sorry, we can't, that's the best, you're going to get your hands clean, so just deal with it, and let's just go back to our jobs every day. And then there would, have, there would be no company. There, there wouldn't be 2,500 people employed um, by them in Akron. So sometimes before we criticize those that are successful, know their story know their story and um, I know mornings with Ken I'm, I'm not really supposed to <laughs> be negative but this is a positive story but sometimes I get a little irritated when I read columns and blogs where it's you rich people don't deserve what you have you can't say that you shouldn't say that be thankful that those rich people had the sense, had the wisdom, had the knowledge, had the drive, the determination to start a business and see it through. Instead of being jealous or having envy, being envious over them, we should be thankful. So I personally want to say thank you to all you entrepreneurs out there, the people who are trying to start a business that employ people, by your work ethic, you're benefiting many other people. Those that open up restaurants and hire people, thank you. Thank you. So I just wanted to uh, at least give one example of a business 
that didn't have to be a business. But some lower middle class guy had the determination to create a business. And he did. And we in the Akron community are reaping some of those benefits. So thank you. Um, of course, Jerry Lippman and his wife have uh, long passed away, but um, they're, the business is still growing. As I say, I used to work for that business, and uh, I just want to give a little shout-out. Shout-out to them. Thank you for providing jobs for so many people. All right, hey, let's take another quick break, and we'll be right back. Today's weather, a high of 36 degrees and a low of 16 I want you to hold me. Oh, hold me closer. 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 If I hold you any closer, I'll be in back of you. And another thing. <laughs> As we continue to talk about um, those that provide jobs and create businesses that employ people like me and you. You know, again, I, this show kind of is in response to some blogs and articles I read that were kind of negative about um, capitalism and um, people of wealth or means. So this is kind of, and if you listen to Mornings with Ken, you know I'm not a person of means or wealth by any means. I'm a blue-collar guy just like uh, probably most of my listeners, you know. But I welcome all listeners Hey, if there's some millionaires out there who want to listen to my show, go right ahead. But yes, everybody is welcome at Mornings with Ken. But yeah, this is kind of a response to uh, envy and jealousy, I think, from some articles that I recently read. But I, I wanted to talk a little bit about what I... Now, I heard this on the news, and I couldn't quite get the exact number... So I had to look it up online. You know what? Say what you will about capitalism. And I'm not getting political. I don't care about politics in the the sense. But capitalism is the, the best of the worst systems. It truly is the best of the worst systems. And there's, there's a, there's disadvantages to every political system or economic system out there nothing is perfect the only one that's perfect is our is our lord and savior but having said that socialism doesn't make millionaires except for those at the top in charge Um, just like communism you'll never you'll never see a peasant work his way up to be a millionaire. It's always those in charge. But cap capitalism can make your average guy become a millionaire. And again, this is sort of based on a, a blog I read where it was basically saying, if you're a millionaire, you did nothing to earn it. You just got it from your parents. Well, According to uh, a report, Global Wealth Report, 
the total number of millionaires in the U.S. are 18.6 million. And we're a country of 300, I'm going to round it up, we're 330 million people in the United States, 330 million. And out of that, 18.6 million um, are millionaires. So 18.6 people in the United States out of 330 are millionaires. But the number keeps growing. In one year alone, according to the Global Wealth Report, from 2018 to 2019, there were 675,000 new first-time millionaires. New first-time millionaires. 675,000 new millionaires from 2018 to 2019. They probably don't have the 2020 numbers in yet. But isn't that amazing? I mean, do you see what a free market system can do? You can't do this under socialism or communism. And the only reason I'm bringing it up, I, I'm not, I, I don't want to talk the politics of it, but capitalism brings people from poverty to wealth. At different stages. Everybody can't be at the top. But if you want a system that creates wealth and can allow those at the bottom to rise, you're not going to do better than capitalism. And it has its flaws. It has its flaws. But it's the best of the worst. It really is. Just think about it. I don't think... Sometimes when we hear numbers, we don't really grasp the numbers. Do we really understand that in one year, in one year, 675 new first-time millionaires were created or were successful... And, and becoming millionaires. Do we understand that? It's, it's, it's amazing, folks. So if you started a business out there and you're hiring people, you're doing well. And, and you're appreciated, at least on Mornings with Ken, you're appreciated. I'm thankful for you. Thank you for doing all of what you do. You know, throughout my my working career, I've done um, a few different jobs over the years. And I've had the opportunity to be in the poorest of homes and the richest of homes. And one thing I've noticed, my observation and, and a little research, you know, a lot of times... Those that are wealthy aren't home a lot. 
they may have a wonderful, nice home. Beautiful. I've been into some beautiful homes. Um, man, I, I've I've been fortunate to see some beautiful homes. But you know what? And and even in my young twenty, when I was in my twenties, an observation that I made is the owners of those homes, those businessmen, they're hardly home. In fact, I, I did have a conversation back in the nineties with a, a someone who a businessman who said it's a side that people don't see. You see my beautiful house, he said. But I'm not here very much to enjoy it because he's running a multi-billion dollar company or a million dollar company. And it requires a lot of his time, board meetings and, and plan planning meetings and all kinds of things. So when they are home, you know, I feel like I'm teaching a civics lesson. But, you know, when they are home, that's why they have gardeners and uh maids and stuff because they can't they can't do it they can't take care of of everything because they're working hard keeping their business afloat but guess what they're hiring people they're almost sacrificing their life for others that's right you heard that on mornings with ken thank you man of wealth and prosperity, thank you for your sacrifice. You don't hear that very much. I doubt that you'll hear that on anybody else's podcast. But thank you, Mr. Businessman. Thank you, entrepreneur who, who worked hard and built businesses. Thank you. I thank you from the bottom of my heart for all your hard work and sacrifice to provide jobs for your community. Thank you. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I really do. You guys, you know, there's that phrase that some of the politicians like to use. The working man. They always talk about the working, the working family, the working man. Which they refer they're referring to the poor and and middle class, lower middle class. But you know what? Is not the rich man, the wealthy businessman, is not is is he not a working man? This might upset some people, but I would say he works harder than some of us blue collar guys mentally and physically. He'd probably take a toll on his body um, with the stress. I've never ran my own business. And I can only imagine running a business that employs thousands of people and decisions that you have to make could affect those people's jobs. You want to talk about a working man? A man of stress? He's not home that often even to enjoy his home because he's constantly trying to create more jobs or keep his business going. Thank you, working man. I appreciate it. I really do. So, hey, having said that, let's take another quick break, and we'll be right back.
Oh, why can't we break away from all this? Just you and I, and lodge with my fleas in the hills. I mean, flee to my lodge in the hills. And you can say it was a real love match. We married for money. Eh, my shrinking violet? Say, it wouldn't hurt you to shrink 30 or 40 pounds. Oh, you impudent cad. Why, you're one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen, and that's not saying much for you. Why don't you marry me? Why, marry you? You take me and I'll take a vacation. I'll need a vacation if we're going to get married. But you're the man I've been dreaming of. What do you eat before you go to bed? Okay. But who are the richest people in America? Who are the richest of the rich? So let's see. I think we all could guess who's number one. This is um, from Forbes.com, ForbesMagazine.com. And uh, they're going to list all the uh, wealthiest people in America. So, well, let's start it. Let's start at the bottom. Let's reverse it. Let's go at n- number 15. They're doing the top 15. Charles Cock. Charles Charles Cock. I'm not familiar with his name. I I don't know his business. But um Charles, you're worth 45 billion dollars. 45 billion dollars. So good good job, Charles. Moving up to number 14, we all know this name, Michael Bloomberg, $55 billion, $55 billion for Michael Bloomberg. Moving up to number 13, Mackenzie Scott. Now, I've recently heard that name. I'm going to have to look that person up because I'm interested to see who Mackenzie Scott is. I don't even know if that's a guy or a girl. Mackenzie, I'm say that's a female name. If there is a such a thing nowadays, I'm not sure. But Mackenzie Scott's worth $57 billion. $57 billion. Moving up. Number 12. Robert Walton. Robert Walton is worth $61 billion. 61, of course, Robert Walton from the Walmart family. And right up in front of Robert Walton is Jim Walton of the of the Walton Walmart family. Walton family. 62 billion. So just a little bit more than his relative Rob Walton. Jim Walton worth 62. And above them, another Walton. Alice Walton, she's worth 62.3. So she's the richest out of the Walton family. And moving up to number nine. Sergi Brin. Sergi Brin. Not familiar with that name. I don't know what type of business that they're in. But that person is worth $65.7 billion. Well, good for you, Sergi. Number eight, Larry Page is worth $67.5 billion. Don't, I'm not familiar with Larry Page. Number seven, Elon Musk. Of course, Elon, Elon Musk, um, you know him now because of all of his space, um, getting ready for space travel, rockets, going to the moon, going to Mars, 
I'm not sure where he's, what business he started, though. But I know him because of his trips to Mars that he wants to make. He's worth $68 billion, $68 billion. Number six, Steve Ballmer. Steve Ballmer is worth $69 billion. I wish in this article they would put like a note of what they're known for, what businesses are known for. Number five, Larry Elson. Ellison. Larry Ellison, worth $72 billion. Hmm, don't know him. And, of course, the top four we're going to know. Because you always got to know the top four. Warren Buffett, of course, him made his money in the stock market. Investments. $73.5 billion for Warren Buffett. Number three, which is amazing that this person has made that much money. Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg coming in as number three. $85 billion. I don't I don't even know what to say about that. Number two, Bill Gates. Bill Gates. $111 million. Billion dollars, I should say. $111 billion. And coming in at number one, we all know this guy. He's going to rule the world someday. Jeff Bezos. Bezos. Of course, of Amazon fame. He is worth. Wait, where's his net worth? Where is his net worth? Did they not even list his net worth? $194 billion? $194 billion. $194 billion. Now that's after his divorce from his wife. <laughs> and it's because his wife took about half of his net worth. So imagine if they were still together. Oh my gosh. So there are some of the wealthiest people just in America, uh, worldwide. I'm not sure who's who, who's who and worldwide, but um, and their wealth keeps going up. That's for sure. There's a little chart here, a graph that shows their um, totally their wealth has been going up, 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 and up. So there you go. There's some of the richest people, and look at all the jobs they provided. Um. Even Mark Zuckerberg, I hate to say that, has provided technical jobs, I guess. Um, anyway, just for fun, there you had it. There are some of the the richest people in America. So, what do you guys think? Right? Are we jealous of them? I hope not. I hope not. Well, I just want to say thanks again to all you hardworking Owners of businesses out there, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for what you've done. Thank you for the risks that you've took, taken. Thank you, restaurant owners, small, and I'm not talking about the richest of the rich. I'm talking about even the small business guy in his local community who opened up a hair salon or a, a, a plumbing company, electric company, or a, a bug uh, 
exterminator or whatever business you, the restaurant, local restaurant, mom and pop places. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your hard work and determination. You have provided jobs for others. So thank you once again for all your hard work. So, hey, thanks everybody for stopping by. I hope you enjoyed a little bit about this show. Um, I hope it wasn't too political. I didn't mean it to be political at all. But um, I just wanted to say thank you because those people don't get the thank yous. So, all right. Hey, guys, let's do this again tomorrow. And I'll even do a better show tomorrow. Oh, by the way, sympathies to the Levine family. Um, Les Levine, longtime local Cleveland sports writer, um, died like last week. And uh, more sports in Les Levine. So, uh, uh, so my sympathies goes out to his family. Um, and I'm going to close my show stealing a line that Les Levine closed his sports talk radio show with. And this is his famous line. Of all the shows I've ever recorded, this is my most recent. Thank you.